how do you feel about having fun? If you're an adult and you're a people pleaser and you're a perfectionist, I will probably be able to answer that question for you. Like, I don't think you really have a great relationship with fun. I don't know if you have an aversive relationship with fun, but my guess is you don't have a lot of hobbies or extracurricular activities. And my other guess is that you don't really kind of take risks or put yourself out there or try new things. <laughs> we're we're just way too serious, you know? We're just high achieving, got to do it right kind of stuffy ass people at this point, right? Well, I was curious about myself and about other pleasers and perfectionists. Like, how did we get so fucking serious? And how can we unfurl from the tightly wound ball we're all in? So I decided I was going to kind of scratch the surface on this fun thing. And today I want to share with you one reason I feel like we struggle with fun. And then I want to give a few tips for how to struggle less and maybe feel a little looser in life. So as you're listening to this, I might imagine that you're scrunching up your face and like, oh my God, fun, like seriously, but just play along with me. Just keep going because it's not like you don't want to have fun. It's just that you don't know how. So I'm going to see you in a few minutes and we're going to get all up in this fun thing. All right. Okay. See you in a few. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hey, y'all. What is up? All right. Well, you know, honestly, sometimes I wonder whether y'all care what's up with me. (laughs) Not that you're not, you know, interested. You're all very nice people. And I'm sure if we met on the street, you would act very interested and entertain me for a while. (laughs) But I think that a lot of us don't have the bandwidth and the time to just kind of do that light banter back and forth. And that is one of the reasons why I want to talk about fun and why we are too serious, why we are uptight adults who do not know how to have fun anymore. I have been on a little mission since probably January of last year to be conscious of more fun in my life. And Thankfully, I have been able to create several outings that were a bit spontaneous and were quite lovely, (laughs) honestly, and really lightened my life up. And a couple of those were with my college girls. I love them. Elon, third floor Carolina, represent. We are badasses. And Yeah, so I've got something coming up with a couple of my girls where we are actually going to see a band. It's a local band that has gotten local to me in Atlanta that has gotten quite big and they're going to be up in DC and that's where a couple of my girls live. And so I am flying up there to go see Yacht Rock. 
<laughs> and Kenny Loggins, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, Kenny Loggins. So y'all can be jealous of that. Or you can join us. But the long and the short of it is I love dancing. And I honestly don't know why. Like for some really weird unknown reason, I'm not that scared of what people think of me dancing. Maybe it's because... I really came out and started learning to dance at Grateful Dead shows and like everyone's in their own world in a Grateful Dead show. So <laughs> I kind of got some practice uh, dancing and not really caring what anybody thinks. So yeah, I love dancing. The music really just moves me. So I get to go and kind of be a little crazy. It might be on one of the only places and times in my life that I let go without too much resistance. Maybe it's the dark dance floor. I don't know. But I do work with a lot of folks that don't care if it's dark or not. They are not going too far out of their comfort zone. And yeah, so I'll be going outside of my comfort zone and dancing uh, with my girls soon. And I love it. Speaking of love, I love the shit out of us pleasers and perfectionists. But honey, we need to learn how to cut the fuck loose every once in a while. Okay, so... (laughs) Let's explore why it's hard for pleasers and perfectionists to enjoy stuff, shall we? Oh, why is it hard for us to have fun? Well, I think it's because fun is vulnerable. It involves being open and it has this no rules type of feeling to it, right? At least it did when we were kids. Think about when you made up games as a kid and you were like halfway through and then you came up with this new concept or idea and you were like, okay, do over, start over, We need three people on a team instead of four, (laughs) whatever it was, right? Or just the fact that when you were a kid, you would start sentences with, okay, let's pretend dot, 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 right? And you just winged it. And that is really not what perfectionists love to do. We do not like to just go out and see what happens. You know, we, we don't like to do things without guardrails. So I just know that having fun as an adult is a challenge. And, you know, thinking about those, those times when we were kids, like I realize it's, it's very different as an adult to have fun than it was to just walk outside your door and like, go grab a couple people in your neighborhood and start kicking a ball around. But just think about those reference points, like think about all the components of fun, right? It's free form. We have no idea what we're doing until we do it. Sometimes it changes up in the middle of things. And sometimes we get to be a little unruly or messy when we have fun, right? Well, for any of that to happen, we need two foundational things to be present. And that is safety and trust. We need to feel safe enough to experiment, right? We need to feel safe enough to go, okay, let's make up a game where this happens and then this happens and then this is how you win. (laughs) And then you change it. Or then you're like, you know what? Everybody wins. I mean, you just have to feel safe enough to play around. And you also need to trust that if you throw out a weird idea that your friend won't just turn around, walk away and never speak to you again. So if you've heard me before on the podcast, you know that I like to talk about the nervous system. And I like that because I feel like so many of the things that we want to do in our lives feel uncomfortable to us, feel scary, create anxiety in us. And so if we learn ourselves how to create some safety 
within our own bodies by doing nervous system work and then trust that we'll be okay even if we feel a little uncomfortable, then, hey, we could even do something that's fun. We could even do something that's vulnerable. So if you scratch the surface of people-pleasing and perfectionism, even just a little bit, you're going to see that mm, we don't really feel safe. And as I was thinking about that, I was like, yeah, I think I want to share that that is a reason why fun is hard for us. I'm not going to dive too deep into this, but there are very understandable factors that create the fertile ground for us to feel like we need to be on guard as people pleasers and perfectionists. And we end up being on guard versus feeling like the world is safe and safe enough to fool around and make mistakes and then figure out like, oh yeah, I really like doing this and this is all right. I'm going to keep doing it again. It Have fun in other words, right? So even though I'm not going to dive too deep into what our parents were like for us, I do want to say that one of the factors that kind of puts a little hurdle in our way to having fun is if we grew up with a critical parent. Most of us have probably had the experience of a parent, you know, raising their voice, yelling like, turn the music down or stop running around and get over here and eat your dinner, right? (laughs) Honestly, I mean, our poor parents, right? They were dream killers with their rules and they didn't mean to be. (laughs) They just had to keep us in line and keep us safe. But some of us had the critical parent who wasn't just trying to make us eat dinner, but who really didn't know how to create emotional safety for us. And so therefore we felt like we needed to hmm, keep one eye open, right? To signs and signals that they might be upset with us. And let's say as a kid, if you were just living a little outside of the lines, you know, by dancing or laughing loudly or painting with watercolors, right? And you got in trouble and you felt embarrassed or shamed, you shut down. That's a normal response. It's like we close up quickly and then that's it. We were doing this thing that was fun. Now all of a sudden the clamshells snapped shut and the fun is over. And so whether that one time at the Memorial Day pool party when you got in trouble for splashing someone, or whether it was more frequent, like you were being told to calm down or be quiet, you know, all the time, that feeling of fun and freedom, it starts to get paired with a feeling of being on guard. Like, will I upset my parent if I'm a little too loud? Will I get in trouble if I run around and jump in the pool and splash people? And when we have those two things paired together, fun and yet holding back a little bit, what do you think we decide about fun? We end up feeling like it's short-lived. And if you have too much fun, you might get in trouble for it. It's kind of a whack message that some of us got as kids when we were doing kid things. But we made sense of it by turning down our playfulness, by getting quiet, by 
like kind of closing that circle of this is how far I can go outside the lines. Maybe we can come out of our shell a little bit and laugh, but we don't get too loud when we laugh. Maybe we bring our art supplies out, but we don't take up too much space on the kitchen table, right? And we definitely don't spill anything or go outside the lines when we're painting. It's just that getting in trouble while we were being free and creative and a little unruly, it really made a dent in our fun. And it stuck with us. Remember, we need safety and trust to trust that the environment is safe enough to get silly and stupid and messy. And if we don't get to practice letting our guards down and having fun, like having that wild experience of creativity, then we don't trust that we will be okay if we do get a chance to go a little wild. We just have this setting inside that goes, "Mm, don't go to volume 10, just seven. We're just trying to stay in line and do things quietly and do things right And all of that without really, hmm, I want to give our parents the benefit of the doubt, without really them trying to be dream killers, (laughs) all of that staying in line and trying to be quiet and small and do things right, it can throw off our authenticity and it for sure squelches our creativity and it sets the scene for more people pleasing and perfectionism. I hate to say that we feel pressure as kids, but we do when we have critical parents. And so many of us end up internalizing their perspective and their view of us. It's like we adopt their never satisfied vibe, (laughs) right? Like they're never really happy with what's going on in life and we're part of their life and we live with them and hear that and get our creativity squelched. And so we just sort of take on that, that way of seeing life. And we end up developing real blind spots to our awesomeness. Yeah, our creativity, our way of being, our take on things. That gets... Yeah, the volume gets turned down. I mean, others might see like this amazing piece of art we've created or others might be like, that is so cool that you just picked up the guitar and are learning how to play that. Or even when you're at work and things are a little bit more buttoned up maybe, but you you finish that project and you did a freaking fantastic job and somebody says, way to go. Even when someone does recognize our awesomeness, we're not really sure that we can trust and enjoy that acknowledgement. It's kind of like, won't the other shoe eventually drop? I mean, how many of us have a hard time taking compliments, right? Like you might compliment me, but you're also going to eventually correct me or criticize me, right? That's just what we're used to when we're people pleasers and perfectionists. And we've grown up with a critical parent. We don't easily relax. And you gotta relax to feel a little bit of joy. (laughs) You just got to relax if you want to feel light. And I'm going to throw in there if you want to feel authentic. 
But because we're so used to the heavy hand coming down, we stay on guard and we wait for it. And we've convinced ourselves that we don't deserve to be seen in a positive light. It's just because the positive feeling was paired with getting in trouble, right? That positive feeling isn't exactly safe for us. We can't just rest back into it like we're sitting on a big comfy chair and go, ah, ah, yeah, I'm relaxing. No, we're ready for the other shoe to drop. We have a part of us that remembers. Yeah, that good feeling, that feeling I had when I was laughing with my friend upstairs in my room and we were playing (laughs) that 45 (laughs) of... uh, I don't know, John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, it was the 80s when I grew up. But when we were feeling good and connected and happy and laughing and celebrating something, and then bam, somebody knocked on our door really hard and kind of was like, turn that music down. They corrected us or they put us in our place. And that's just one reason why fun is often perplexing to pleasers and perfectionists. We just aren't used to allowing our nervous system to relax. When my clients are ready to start emerging from that safe space of being small and silent and polite and agreeable, I often notice that they have this itch to like maybe dress differently or listen to different types of music or try a new restaurant. They want to, right? It's right there bubbling at the surface. Because they're starting to get to know themselves. They're starting to reignite that creativity that they had as a kid. But then they aren't sure if it's okay, right? They're not really sure if they can explore and come out of their comfort zone. To experiment and explore, that is freedom. And freedom is associated with fun. And fun, fun is kind of an out of your comfort zone thing, Fun is this freedom from limits and being contained. Fun is a little unguarded. Fun is light and creative and unpredictable, but not in a scary way. Fun is exploration and hypotheses and trying shit out and seeing what happens. Kind of that fuck around and find out, but in a different way. (laughs) And when my clients start to see that fun is a possibility for them, We work with their nervous system to help them start to feel safe and trust that they can venture out of their turtle shell and start to get a taste of what life is like. Another reason why we block having fun is true perfectionism, right? This idea of doing it right. Because of all that stuff I just said about fun, that it was, you know, light and ungrounded and, you know, free from limits and free from being contained. Well, we aren't really good with ungrounded and not contained and (laughs) all that stuff. We aren't really comfortable with that when we're perfectionists. Unpredictable is a big red flag for a for a perfectionist. And creativity has that unpredictableness to it, right? To try something new means that we are vulnerable. That thing I said way back in the beginning, to learn something new as an adult, that's going into unknown territory. And again, vulnerable. We also have a little bit of humility when we're not really sure what we're doing, right? 
it's kind of like, ooh. I have to admit that I'm a little bit a stranger in a strange land. When I first learned how to play the drums, like the drum kit, I was 45. And I wanted so badly to be a prodigy. Like I wanted to pick up those sticks and play Loving Cup by the Rolling Stones without having to have one lesson, right? Why? Why did I want that? Because I didn't want to feel like a beginner again. I was 45. I had done so many new things. I almost felt like there wasn't anything new to do anymore. And so even though this interest to learn how to play the drums came about, I was not really comfortable with feeling like I was starting at the, you know, step one. I wanted to play my favorite songs And I really didn't have the patience to learn them. I mean, I did take lessons and I did get better. But that space of not knowing, of like hitting the snare on the wrong beat when I was learning and how super slow I had to take that song and break it into sections, like how humbling was that? It was pretty freaking humbling. So as adults, we come to this thing called fun with some baggage, our desire to do it right the first time, our history of trying to paint something and our parents being like, um, yeah, that's pretty. Uh Uh-huh. We get it. We get that they don't think it's good. (laughs) As well as our adult like mental tightness that just wants to control everything. Those are in our adult suitcases that we bring with us as we are trying to have fun. It just makes it hard. You can't fault us for it, but I want you to know that those are some of the hurdles. So when is the last time you enjoyed something? I know for me, the last time I enjoyed something, this is going to sound really small, but that's what we're doing is we're starting small. There are these chocolate-covered, chocolate-cashew milk ice cream bars. And at Whole Foods, they were like, last chance. And there was like three boxes of them, and I got all of them, right? And I had one last weekend. Like, I waited for that thing until Saturday night because, you know, I'm old and I can't eat sweets before I go to bed. (laughs) But Saturday night is my night to have something. I waited for it, and I savored it. And it was fun to eat it, right? Fun is a pleasant feeling. It lights up endorphins or maybe it's endorphins. I don't know. All that good brain chemistry stuff, right? Like think about it. It doesn't have to be something that you eat. Like after a good belly laugh, I know for me, like I usually lean back and say something like, oh my God, that felt so good. Or, oh, I really needed that. And we do. We need that because the world is hard, dude. It is busy and scattered. And to release the tension through play or fun or laughter or enjoying something like a freaking cashew milk ice cream bar, we need it. We need play. We need unstructured. We need uncontained. We need unruly. We need messy. We need vulnerable. We need beginner's mind. We need fun. 
We need places and activities that engage the other parts of our brain. These give us the ability to work things out, not just through our minds. How often have you heard people say like, let me go take a walk and just clear my mind. That's because they're doing bilateral stimulation when your legs and your arms are walking and you're moving. And it actually does clear your mind. We need this stuff, y'all. It's about balance and releasing the pressure of go, go, go and produce and succeed. Fun is not about hitting a goal or achieving anything. And that can make it seem unnecessary or a waste of time. But oh, contraire, my friend. When you dance your ass off to a song, yeah, you don't get a reward for that, right? But the feeling you have, you haven't succeeded at completing dancing for a song. But you felt the music in your body and you let your body go. When we adopt our critical parent's words and energy and we become our own taskmaster and buzz harsher, we don't have lightness in our lives. And that part of us that is the silly, flailing, dancing little kid inside isn't allowed to come out because we're protecting it from being hurt again. So I want you to know when you take on your parents' criticalness or when you start to identify with your perfectionism, for example, you're shutting down your ability to explore and experiment and discover and express yourself. Even the business dudes want to loosen their ties at the end of the day, don't they? It's about balancing the go-go-go with sitting around and playing cards and laughing. It's about balancing the hustle with dancing in your kitchen. It's the absolute need to bring in silly to counteract the serious. Fun might be foreign to you. It might scare the shit out of you. And you might have no idea where to start. And you still have a kid in you. And that kid wants to leave the safety zone and get a little loose. So where is your fun? Where is your joy? Do you have a bike? Pull it out, dust it off, oil up the chain, and ride it around your neighborhood and feel the wind as you go down the downhills. Take a moment and remember the times that you felt free, even it's for it, even if it's just for a little bit. Make an effort. If you have to make an effort at anything, make an effort to remember what brought you joy in past times. You know in the movies when the hard ass like cracks up and he smiles and everyone takes an exhale and everyone is just human again. Well, we need that. And that hard ass is your inner critic and your inner critic actually needs that. It's tired of being a hard ass y'all. Let's begin to find places of ease in our lives. Let's just start with ease, not even fun yet. What is easy? Find the spaces where you can imagine getting loose. Just imagine it. This is what safety feels like for you. And you need to feel it in your body first or else you'll just be pretending to have fun. So go scout safe spots for looseness and visit those spaces often. Letting your body and your mind see that you can offer yourself safety. Letting your anxious perfectionistic parts see that you don't have to earn anything here. And then slowly begin to add in some joy, some enjoyment. What feels light? What feels easy to enjoy? What brings you relaxation inside? 
I did axe throwing for my birthday during the pandemic. It was so fun. It was so out of my comfort zone and so much fun. I laughed and I got a little crazy. And honestly, you have to yell when you throw it. Like that makes the whole experience better. And I released so much stress doing that. Oh my God, it was so fun. Now, now what do I want to do? I want to try roller skating again because that was, oh my God, that was like Saturday for me, like every Saturday. Riding bikes also does it for me. Playing charades is so, oh, it's so fun for me. Even Uno is fun. I love games where you just sit around and you like make little comments to people as you're playing and you kind of like poke fun at them and you know, it's just, it's just fun. And it's part of life. It's part of what we deserve and what we need to balance things out. So you are not exempt from fun and you don't have to even earn the ease that you're creating in your life. Just because you had a critical parent and brought that person's energy inside of you doesn't mean you have to only live from that part's perspective. Finding fun is hard and I find that hilarious. But finding fun as an adult is a little bit of a project. You got to be intentional about it. You got to explore. So try to walk your nervous system into ease first. Start to let yourself know it's okay to relax the protectiveness. I do this by watching comedians. I love Nate Bargatze and Leanne Morgan is a new favorite of mine. But you do you. Find what brings you light and laughter and woo find what lets you let go a little and you might start to hear rumblings of stuff you used to do or stuff that you want to do that's creative and messy maybe it's just new stuff just listen play with fun okay remind yourself that you're safe and maybe color outside the lines and live to tell about it all right I'll see you out there riding your bike with your hands off your handlebars and the wind whipping through your hair. And I'm going to smile so big because I know that you need it. All right, friends, later on. Hey, I bet you are avoiding saying no and setting a boundary. I used to too. One of the reasons why is because I wanted people to still think I was nice. I wanted people to know that even though I couldn't do something for them, that that didn't mean that I was selfish and uncaring and yeah, all the bad stuff. Well, I figured out a way to say no nicely. And I put a little something together for you. It's a mini course. It's called How to Say No Nicely. And I walk you through this three-step boundary sandwich formula. It will allow you to still keep your sweet demeanor and also start to stealthily set those boundaries. So hit the link in the show notes, get all the details, and I can't wait to hear what it's like for you now that no is an option. All right. Peace out, friends. Later. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later.